allegations of censorship by big tech, kicking Donald Trump off the Twitter platform, Facebook suspending his account. Well, this story I, I heard about yesterday, and you know, being in this business for as long as I've been, I found it very interesting. A media company that employs a lot of right-wing talk show hosts. I mean, the, 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 let's face it, the emailers who, who tell me, uh, you know, what they think of my politics, et cetera, et cetera. Canadian talk radio ain't nothing compared to the United States. But Cumulus Media sent out an internal memo to employees, according to uh, sources. The Atlanta-based company, which owns 416 radio stations across the U.S., and again, a lot of them talk radio, which means it's right-wing talk radio. Left-wing talk radio has not worked in the States. They told them, basically, if you keep talking about allegations of election fraud, consider yourself fired. According to the vice president of content, Brian Phillips at Cumulus, we need to help induce national calm now. The company will, quote, not tolerate any suggestion. This election has not ended. The election has been resolved. There are no alternate acceptable paths. If you transgress this policy, you can expect to separate from the company immediately. Now, some of the employees are pretty high-profile right-wingers. Ben Shapiro, who actually hasn't you know, pushed the allegations of fraud. Mark Levin has. I see Mark all the time on Fox News. Dan Bagino as well. They've all been threatened, and uh, joining us on the line to talk about this is our friend Lior Sanfiro, employment lawyer, partner at Sanfiro Tamarkin, host of the Employment Law Show, and a birthday boy. Happy birthday, Lior. Thanks, Mike. I'm assuming my uh, gift is in the mail. It is indeed. That's uh, Facebook is your friend. They tell me everything. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, this was of interest to me because they hire you for opinion, Lior. They hire you for opinion, uh, although that is different somewhat than in journalism. It would be much more difficult for an employer to restrict a journalist because it's an, an implied term of the journalist's job that they'll report the news, they'll report what they see, and if there's, you know, in this case, uh, a basis to propose that the election was a fraud, that they can present that. It is a bit different, I think, in talk radio where you know, it, it, it's not necessarily a journalistic endeavor. And I think the employee in here, in order to properly be able to object would have to have negotiated, perhaps, determined the agreement, saying, "I get free reign as long as what I'm saying is not illegal," uh, to to express my views, and you, employer, cannot interfere with that. I think in a world where that doesn't happen, corporate mandate with a big radio station or media conglomerate can impact, and I'm sure you've seen this throughout your life, mm-hmm. uh, c- could impact the product that goes on air. And because this is not an act of government, you know, government cannot impose restrictions on free speech. This is a private organization. The same considerations don't apply. So, yeah, despite the fact that as a, as a society that endorses free speech, we have a problem with, with doing something like that. From a legal standpoint, I don't see a huge issue here. Okay. Um, is it, does it help Cumulus's case, Lior, that this memo was issued shortly after all hell broke loose in Washington, where it seemed almost like we have a public duty to calm this country down? Well, certainly. I mean, even if there was a, a freedom of, of speech issue here, all rights have, and in Canada we call those reasonable limits. You know, when the charter applies, you know, you, you have the right to free speech. You have many rights, but those rights are all subject to reasonable limits because there are situations where we may need to restrict those rights for the, the greater good. 
And I think this would be one of those situations that even if you can make an argument that this is uh, improper restriction of free speech, perhaps discrimination based on political views, there are good reasons to do that. There should be limits imposed in light of what we saw last Wednesday and in light of other riots that are planned, that to the extent that we can try to calm down the situation and, and perhaps avoid those uh, matters from escalating again, yeah, I think that would definitely help any any company that imposes rules like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people have looked at this as just too broad an attack uh, on speech, Lior, because it, it prevents a host from saying, I don't believe these election results for a bit, versus a host saying, I think they should hang Nancy Pelosi on Capitol steps. And certainly it is something that, you know, as a, as a listener, perhaps to radio, you may want, one may be offended by, by your, you know, uh, your hosts being having their speech restricted. But if we look at it from a legal standpoint here, very uh, simply, uh, that media conglomerate is a private organization. They're allowed to, to dictate how they want their on-air talent to, to uh, voice opinions, unless there's a, a legal basis otherwise. In Ontario, for example, we do not have the, or an employer does have the ability to discriminate, quote unquote, based on political views. Political views are not a protected ground. Uh, different uh, different states may have different laws in that situation. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, you you would have to have a legal basis to say to an employer, "Hey, you can't do that. You're breaking the law." And simply, there isn't here, other than the the the, the bad feeling that we all have when whenever someone's speech is restricted. There is really actually no legal basis to say, "Sorry, that's illegal. You can't do that." As you say on the Employment Law Show all the time, it's very difficult to prove a dismissal with cause. Uh, if, if I'm, you know, if I get a memo from the boss saying, don't talk about this subject anymore, and I keep talking about it, and I'm fired, is that with cause? So number one, there has to be a clear policy as to here's what's expected of you, Mike, and here's what's going to happen if you don't do that. So there has to be a good, clear policy. It can't be, uh, you know, anything wishy-washy. If you breach the policy, usually one incident, even if it's a bad incident, may not be cause for termination. As, as you said, it is difficult to establish cause. So you would expect to get a warning and even perhaps then another final warning. And if you still do it and your employer says, well, what more can we do? We've talked to Mike. We've warned him. At that point, you may be in a cause situation. But one, one, one incident, even a couple of incidents on their own, probably do not rise to the level of cause. And I'm sure for some of the really big wigs, like a Mark Levin who's syndicated, he's probably got a contract anyway that would spell out to the last degree about separation. Oh, yeah. He'd have a nice uh, golden parachute or mm-hmm. what have you that would provide for significant compensation for him. So oftentimes we hear about these individuals that supposedly are let go in shame, not realizing that really what they're probably receiving is a substantial amount of money because of that termination, simply because their employer decides that it is better to pay that money and part ways from a, from a public relations or from a political standpoint. So we shouldn't always necessarily feel bad for those people losing their jobs. There could be significant compensation there. Well, real quick, I mean, a, a local matter, and that's, uh, you know, the CEO of the St. Joseph's, uh, the CEO of London Health Systems, they've both left uh, because they vacationed over the holidays. I, I mean, you know, one of them ended up with a $1.1 million uh, handshake. I'm not surprised by that, and, and that's what I would have expected. Number one, their contract would have stipulated, if you leave, if we let you go, we're going to pay you the substantial amount of money. 24 months and- he got. 
that that is that is a, a tremendous amount of money of course keeping in mind of course that despite how we feel and for good reason about these individuals vacationing abroad it is not necessarily an illegal act they did not do something that that is so fundamentally destructive to the employment relationship so despite understanding why they were let go it's still not cause there's very it's very different cause and the reason for termination are different in this case it wasn't cause which is why they got their 24 months Lior, it's always a pleasure. Enjoy the special day, and thank you. Thank you, Mike. All the best. All right. Lior Samfiro, employment lawyer, partner with Samfiro Tamarkin, host of the Employment Law Show. You can hear Mondays and Wednesdays on this radio station from 7 until 8 o'clock.